a playlist original. To mark Lesbian Visibility Week, I chatted to LA-based singer-songwriter Lauren Phillips, who has certainly been busy this past year, not only releasing her debut EP, I Could Love You Every Day, but also recording the follow-up, Handsome Woman, which is due out in July. We have truly entered a new age of queer pop, and the up-and-comer, who is part of the resurgent Laurel Canyon music scene, wants the heart of American counterculture, is thriving in it. Hi Lauren, how are you? I'm good, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. So let's kick off. Um, please can you introduce yourself and give your pronouns? Yes, absolutely. I'm Lauren Phillips, uh, originally from Chicago, and my pronouns are she, her. And how would you describe your music? Yeah, that's a good question. I would say it's like a mix between pop, like lo-fi, uh, acoustic, like singer-songwriter music. And how long have you been making music for and how did your journey start? Yeah, I guess I was 12 years old. Um, and when I was in grammar school on the south side of Chicago, there was this group of like boys that were part of this like punk rock band. And they were circulating like all of the graduations in eighth grade. And um, they had like gotten together and they started doing um, like band practice and like performing at all of the graduation parties. And I was like, oh, that looks really cool. And so then I like gathered up all of my graduation money and I went to like guitar center and bought my first electric guitar. And when I was leaving, the guy at the counter was like, there goes the next Cheryl Crow. And I was like, with my mom. And I didn't know who Cheryl Crow was at the time. So like, we went home and we like looked at who Cheryl Crow was and she had like an acoustic guitar. And so like, I just had bought this electric guitar and thought that I wanted to be like a punk rocker. And so then a couple of years later, I, I went and I bought an acoustic guitar um, and started doing more singer songwriter style music. And what was the inspiration behind your new song, Two Coat? Yeah, um, I had my first EP last year released and I created uh, most of it in Laurel Canyon. So I had like the nostalgic, you know, 60s, 70s singer songwriter vibe. And I really wanted to start focusing more on developing as an artist and making new types of music and kind of just like evolving my sound. And I started just to think more about how relationships, even when you're in love with someone, you can still kind of go through like difficult times. And sometimes for me, I can't only have one cigarette and one Coke. I need like two cigarettes and two Cokes for a longer conversation. <laughs> I think that's like how it is too. Like when I say, hey, let's meet up for a cup of coffee. It tends to always turn into like two cups of coffee. If it's a good situation and a good conversation, it like leads to, you know, longevity in, in, in like the conversation. So it was really just about like how sometimes you face these difficult situations with people that you love, friends, family, romantic relationships that you either get to pick if you, you know, if it was like a bad situation where you don't want to like move forward or if it was something that like is forgivable and I think that like it could be drastic enough from like someone like cheating on someone to like someone just kind of maybe pissing you off <laughs> and I think that like my inspiration were like I'm a songwriter so I like am very dramatic so I take situations and I um I think I like kind of blow them out of proportion and so the inspiration was really just about like how there's been multiple situations in my life through like work, music, relationships to where it's like a longer conversation, but it gets you somewhere when you start to communicate with each other. And what's your favorite song you've written and why? Uh, that's a good question. Um, 
So I wrote the song called Honest Tonight about my partner, uh, Adrian, and she is originally from New Zealand and she was away for about a month, um, about two years ago. And we just had like moved into our beach bungalow in Venice, which is like four blocks away from the ocean. And um, I've been out in LA for like 10 years and I've always been like an East Sider. So like never really went to the ocean. Even when I do go to the ocean, I have like boots on uh, and like a sweatshirt and I, I just looked like out of place <laughs> and she had left uh, for a bit and um, I just wrote this song about just like you know if I'm being honest I want to love you for the rest of my life and I think that um, when I listen to that I think that like a lot of people that are in um, healthy loving relationships can take it and like really feel feel something and every time I listen to it I get excited so that's that's probably my favorite one. Um, and it's currently Lesbian Visibility Week in the UK. What does visibility mean to you? You know, I'm from the south side of Chicago. And like when I was being brought up, I like it's, I was Irish Catholic. And so, you know, church every Sunday. And I did not know any lesbians um, ever, really, until I started to, you know, go downtown to like Chicago and really like meet people. There was a couple of people in high school. And so I think that visibility is really like knowing who you are and being okay with it and speaking about it. And for, for me, I, I love that I'm a lesbian. Um, love talking about it. I love talking about my partner. And But there was like definitely like steps to it. And so I think that also like having each other's back in the community, like I have a lot of friends that are part of like the LGBTQ community and also friends that are heterosexual and talking and having like a diverse group of friends is um, I think like, really made it nice to kind of like create bridges between the two groups of people. Um, I think that like sometimes it's uncomfortable for some people, but then like as you talk about it more and like introduce certain situations to people, they do tend to like get more comfortable with it and see that like everyone's the same. Um, and do you think there's still a sense of artists needing to come out to fans nowadays? Did you ever have to make that decision? You know, they're um, old Dominion. It's like a country band. The The lead singer just came out as gay. And it's so fascinating because I remember I had like, I went and saw him and I was like, wow, that's a beautiful man. Like, I'm not attracted to him like sexually, but I was like, damn, like that man probably is like having a lot of fun and like dating around and like all that stuff. And like, I didn't really know too much about him. And then when I found out that he was, I was like, wow, how amazing is it that this man who I idolize has like felt comfortable enough to like come out. And I think it's exciting when people do, I mean, just because I, I get excited because I'm part of the community. So I think that like more people that do come out, it's nice to like give visibility to it. And I remember like when I first started writing songs, like I was so nervous to say like she instead of like he like when I was writing and I was like that would be weird if I said he in the song and as I got like more comfortable with it I think that people are you know accepting of it which is nice but I like it I mean like I I come out I came out as like LGBTQ artist and um, the community has been very supportive and it's really nice when you have a lot of fans that really have your back. Like I remember when I first moved to LA, I started going to like open mics and there's this open mic in mid city and it was predominantly for LGBTQ artists. And I felt the most comfortable like starting there. Cause I felt like they had my back, like no one was going to boo me. Like everyone was cheering me on. And it really like made me comfortable enough to then perform at a hotel cafe. And I have to like message the woman like the person that actually like put on the event just to let her let them know just um 
how powerful that was for me to have like a safe space. Um, so yeah, I mean, like if people don't want to, like that's like their own wishes, you know, but I always think that people seem to be like so excited when they do, especially like the community. As you say, um, same-sex pronouns in love songs have often been called queer pop's last big taboo. What's your thought on this in general? Yeah, I I just write like from my own personal experiences. So it's it's going to always be you know, whatever the person identifies as, like, that's how I'm going to write about it. And I'm not going to be shy about it. Um, but yeah, from like a writing component, I mean, most of my songs are about my partner. Like I like, <laughs> I need to like diversify <laughs> that more than anything. And I need to like start talking about other things because I have like six love songs for her and they're just, they keep on coming up. And I, I need, and like my sister's getting married in June and my sister's using one of the songs that I wrote about Adrian for like, like her wedding song walking up and so I think that I need to start branching out to where I just write about other people's love <laughs> so they can have it for themselves <laughs> so I think that really I need to diversify like the topics that I'm writing about if anything so your upcoming EP is called Handsome Women which plays with gender expectations and you've said it feels like the world is finally moving away from outdated binary rules can you tell me a bit more about why you picked that name yeah um I, I don't really enjoy being called pretty. I like to describe like my partner is pretty and like beautiful and use, I guess, more, more feminine, like words describing my partner. And, um, but like on the other side of things, like I love being a woman and I love being a lesbian. And I was sitting there and I was like talking to my partner when we were on a hike. And I was saying how like, you know, I wish that there was a way to describe masculinity in a way that's feminine at the same time, in a way to like describe the EP, because like, um, most of the songs are just about my life and me growing as an individual and obviously like, um, my romantic relationship. And she was like, well, why don't you just call it like handsome woman? And I was like, oh my God, that's like the best. And so um, landed on that, but it really came about because I do feel strong. And when you think of a word called like handsome, I feel like that's more, you know, described as men and they're more strong and like direct and confident. And these are all things that I, I like to describe myself as, but I also love being a woman and like having that component of my life. And so having those two things together, um, I think that just describes me and like where the direction is of like the music. Love that. Um, and what can people expect from the EP? I think like just a lot of development through the songwriting and the production. Um, I'm working with a producer in Venice named Elliot Bink and a lot of my friends, Half Wolf, um, coming in just to help write. And then I'm going down to Nashville to work with Bonnie Baker, who helped with a lot of writing on my last EP. And so I think that just a lot of development in the sound, really. I think that you're still going to hear like Lauren Phillips from like the writing and like the melodies, but the sound itself, I think is just going to be more poppy with like an element of singer songwriter to it. I'm really excited just for like the sound of the development and like evolving within like different instruments and having like more diversity on it then I think that like my last EP was amazing because I got to train under like Brian West who is phenomenal but this is a good different sound and now to give you a real taste of what's to come from Lauren here's the aforementioned new single Two Cokes Two Cokes and two cigarettes and I'm trying to get this shit off my chest and I hope that you understand all the pain 
culture is vital for altering people's mindsets and do you believe music has helped to change attitudes towards the LGBTQ community? Yeah I mean little Nas like I'm not sure if you follow but like yeah. that was amazing to see that and just like how hype people are getting and just like the transformation of his career. It's really cool to to see music play a huge part in culture here in the world like I think he tried a number one in like every single country and to see that you're like wow music feel it feels like there is no gender or anything when it comes to it and people are going to listen to it they're going to like it and that's kind of how it goes but it's really exciting to see that some of these major label artists are coming out as gay lesbian just to put people on the map and just to show that sound is sound and people are going to like what they like. You've mentioned this Naz, but um, which other fellow LGBTQ plus musicians inspire you and why? So I love Troy Slavon so much. Same. Like 
I was like walking in this Ralph's, it's a grocery store here in Los Angeles a couple of years ago. And um, I like, I think he's like 21 or something. And the producer that he works with, I also, I think might be a lesbian woman, but I, I have to check on that information. But this, he seems to roll with like a lot of diverse individuals, like in the space of women, young producers that are women, which is really, really cool. Um, but I, I was like walking in this parking lot a couple of years ago and I was crossing the like intersection and it was Troy Slavon. And I so badly wanted to like knock on the window and be like, my God, I like, I danced to your song. I'm like 32 and I rock it. And like, it's like on at 10 PM, it's on at AM when I'm like, you know, working out. But I really like Troy Slavon because um, I really like the way that he writes his music. It's like energetic and he has a beautiful voice. I mean, like Brandi Carlisle, like she, I just, I adore her so much that I think that a lot of my influences have always been um, with, especially with like confidence of being an artist. I kind of like look to see what she's kind of up to. And when I um, see these artists like in concert, it's really nice when they do like take a step back and they do talk about like their personal life. And I think it's like really nice to be able to like pull inspiration from. I miss concerts. What was the last concert you saw? Oh my God, um, who did I see? One of my good, like one of my friends, Beck Pete, um, she's this amazing singer songwriter here in Los Angeles. And she did a show at, I think it was like the Echoplex and um, she rocked it. That was like one of the last ones. And then who else did we see that was a little bit bigger? Um, I mean, like during, like during the Grammy season in January, there were so many concerts. We saw um, like Brandy Carlisle, at the Palladium. We saw Brittany Howard at the Palladium. Um, my gosh, who else did we see? Those were like the three main ones that I could remember like right before everything got shut down. Um, we saw Poolside. I'm not sure if you, uh, if you know who Poolside is, but yeah. so awesome. Um, he was like a friend that we, we know from like the neighborhood. He performed on like New Year's Eve, but Los Angeles is cool like that. Like, I feel like every night, that's like the big thing that when everything got shut down, I feel like I, I felt like I was going to lose my brain just from not being able to pop over to like Hotel Cafe or just to see who was playing at the Fonda and um, or like even like little open mics or like jazz clubs. Like there's a jazz club called the Baked Potato that's over in um, Universal City. We used to go there all the time and see see just like musicians from all over the world that popped in. But yeah, that is a very exciting thing that it feels like we're almost there. I see that people are like posting about like, how is it in the UK? Are you guys? I, I actually starting to reopen. So um, hopefully by sort of June, July time, um, fingers crossed, sort of events will start getting back together. But more vaccines, please. We just need to, roll, yeah. you know, it's like just wild. But yeah. Uh, we I got the I have I've had the vaccine for a bit now which has been nice and um Adrian's from New Zealand so she was living in New Zealand for she went back for a couple of months just because they like figured out COVID before like anyone <laughs> very wise yeah I was like just go and she stayed there for three months um and she got back I think like a week or so ago and we got the first shot for her and she gets her second one shortly and um hopefully more people do. I feel like in California, I was reading that like people have gotten 
most of like the like the first the first shot which is cool oh, that's really good I'm still waiting for mine but hopefully it won't be too much longer lots of LGBTQ plus musicians don't like to be labeled as a gay musician for instance are you ever concerned that your identity will be used more than your music to sell records that is crazy I've like never really thought about it too much I don't know I mean like I would I would hate to be just like identified as just like a gay artist I think that anyone would hate to just be like a woman's <laughs> artist or like you know a man's artist and like you know just like by their gender or like their sexuality and stuff like that but I love how like the community has accepted me and that they do know that I'm a lesbian I think that that's exciting but hopefully I mean I I haven't seen it too much lately of people that I know that are like lesbian, like Brandi Carlyle. I feel like maybe in the beginning when she came out, like everyone was like, but like the music I think will like prevail. But no, I'm not really worried about it. I think that like, if anything, I'm just really excited that like the outlets have my back. I was in pride.com. I was like in this uh, um, really cool um, like online festival during like pride last year. And like, I didn't have any idea that I would ever get picked, but it was right next to like G Flip and some like really amazing LGBTQ artists that I was like, wow, this is amazing. I felt like liberated and I was like, wow, this is so cool that all of us together get to do this festival. I had no idea that this was a thing. And so I'm happy that I kind of, I, I think more like of the opportunities that come about, um, if anything, and then just to to know some of the people that are kind of, I guess, like like-minded. Um, and what more do you think needs to be done to make the music industry a more even playing field for LGBTQ folk? Um, transgender artists, for example, are rarely seen within the mainstream music industry. Yeah, I think that people just need to give people a chance but that's because I'm different. <laughs> I just wish that like people knew that like, if the music is good, if the songwriting is good, it doesn't seem to be like, I could just imagine if you're at a club and it's 12 a.m. and everyone's having a good time and an artist comes on that's, you know, transgender, no one's going to be like, what type of sexuality is this person? Or like, what do they prefer? You know, everyone's just like having a good time and like, you know, just doing their thing that I've never heard anyone like stop even like being in the South and like listening to country music. No one I feel like is thinking that everyone just wants to have like a nice drink in their hand and be around like good people. So I think that people just need to give people more of a chance. And I think that we need to talk about it more. And like, I think podcasts like this and having more artists on there um, that like could talk about it. I think that will just help put people on the platform. But I do think, I mean, with the little Nas thing, like that was kind of, I, I I was like, wow, this is insane. This guy is huge, you know? And I think that he's going to open a lot of opportunities and doors for like more people in the next couple of years. And I think that with TikTok too, these record labels are probably seeing that like people are just open. They're becoming more open to, to these artists. And it doesn't need to just be like boy band and like Britney Spears styles. And like, there could be different stuff. And it seems that people like it. Like Little Nas's like new video that came out, it like broke the internet from what I heard. <laughs> Do you think we need a label like the lesbian feminist record label of your records today? I mean, if people, if people want to, then for sure. I mean, like, I think that there's people that definitely like to identify and like be around uh, that specific like type. So I think that if that's what people like, then totally. But I don't really have like a preferred, I guess, opinion on it. I think that it is nice though when there's a little diversity for myself. Like I like to hang out with a bunch of different individuals. So I have like many friends that are like 40 white 
male friends, which is like this whole thing that I have, which is funny. And like, they're like my good friends. And then I have like my lesbian friends. I have a lot of gay friends. I have a lot of musician friends. Like, it's like, I have a lot of international friends and it has fulfilled my life so much just to hear everyone's opinion. Um, so I think that like, when it comes to titles, I haven't really been too involved with that or use them too much. Um, but there are some people that like, that's how they like to live their life. And so I would never want to, you know, knock that down. You only have one life, you know, and I think that if you're a good person and you want to be happy, like, and that's your thing, like do your thing as best as you can do it and like totally go after it because life is short and you should be like really considerate on like what makes you feel comfortable. Music's a very visual medium to these days. Have you considered representing your sexuality in your music videos? And do you think that's important too? Yeah, absolutely. I like always have ideas of pulling Adrian, my partner, into like half of my music videos. I've seen it done a lot of times um, within the, even some of like my straight artist friends that like I like watch their music videos. Um, like this is not one of my good friends, but someone that I idolize. His name's Donovan Woods and he's like a heterosexual white male from Canada and he's an amazing singer songwriter. And he does this really cool thing where he'll have like his song, like his official video will be like a gay couple dancing like the whole entire time. And it will be like uh, interracial. He brings in these topics that um, he just wants more visibility to. And so I think like, I think it's nice when you start to to do that kind of stuff. And so I always think about stuff that I can do. And once, once I have bigger budgets, I can definitely like pull in bigger music videos and like put my ideas to, to life. But I've started to do like music videos. So like with two Cokes is like the first like official music video I did. And it was so much fun and it was like low budget, but I think that when you find like the right team, you can like actually get some things done and it looks really cool. So hopefully on like a couple of my next ones, I'll start to, to develop more of like a storyline. Um, I think that like being an independent artist now, you kind of have to do everything from like the direction of the music video to like the photo shoot and like what it looks like. And it's nice when you like live in Los Angeles cause like you start to like develop creative friends that like want to do things kind of for free. <laughs> so you're like- <laughs> You want to come over I'll like give you a couple of beers and we'll hang out and we'll like do a storyline to my next song and like so many people are down and it's been really fun just to see like what people want to contribute because they get to kind of develop their portfolio just as much as like I'm creating mine amazing well I look forward to seeing some more of your videos soon hopefully yeah absolutely yeah. Music was really crucial to me formatively, especially when getting to grips with my sexuality. I doubt I'd be out now if it weren't for the likes of Tegan and Sarah. Right. Um, as a musician yourself, did you have the same experience? And if so, which songs or artists guided you? I think that like being an artist really helped guide me to coming out, um, which sometimes I look back and I'm like, that's so silly. But I remember being like, hey, this is awesome that I'm an artist because when I come out, as a lesbian, I think that people are going to understand there's like this fluid atmosphere when you're an artist. And I do think about it sometimes, like how sad it was that like I had like all these fears because like my parents are great. Like when I came out, they had no problem with it. And it was just mostly like the religion that I was like brought up in um, that kind of scared me. But when I became an artist and started writing songs, I was like, this is going to be easier now because it will just like it made it easier for me um but I can't think of like any particular like song but like Tegan and Sarah that 
it like they're the best like I I love every single song that comes from those twins and they're so much fun like I that'll probably like one of be one of the first concerts that I do want to actually go see because they have like such a high energy to their concerts and their voices are so amazing and like they're such great um you know musicians I also want to see LP I'm not sure if you do I, who LP I, is. I've, I've seen her in in concert yeah amazing so good. She's awesome and she's so popular and her voice is great but yeah that's another artist that I would like to see. I ask all my guests this because it's something I think about a lot. Do you think your own youth would have been any different if you'd seen more LGBTQ plus representation in culture? Yeah definitely. I mean I think that like when you're a kid you're just consuming so much you know and if you could have something to, I mean, I just remember just like, I watched this uh, TV show. Oh my God, what is it called? I'm blanking on it right now. But just like the influence like radio and TV have that I think that like in my youth, if I had more information, it would be a lot, you know, it just would be better for the world. Totally. Such a sponge. Yeah, absolutely. Vital time. And now it's time for my quick fire round. So answer the first thing that comes to mind. Um, Hey. Favorite LGBTQ TV show? Degrassi. I, I I guess it isn't like it's like they had like a dash of it when I was younger, so that was like the first time that I was like, okay, you wanted me to do a quick round, so yes. <laughs> Favorite LGBTQ comedian? Ooh, oh my god, Tig. Nice. Um, favorite LGBTQ musician? Ooh, Brandy Carlisle. Uh, favorite LGBTQ book? So this is like. So Brandy Carlisle has a book that I'm reading right now. So I'm going to jump oh, on the Brandy Carlisle thing. Yeah. I'm, I need I'm in to the- do that. Yeah. Great. I'm so excited to read it. Um, yeah. Favorite LGBTQ film? I will have to come back on that one. I can't think of one right now. I'm like so bad at this. <laughs> it's really tough being put on the spot. Um, I, know, I know. I know. Come back to me on that one. Okay. Uh, favorite LGBTQ play? Play. Oh my gosh. I mean, Rent. That was like. Nice. That was- <laughs> I'm like your typical I'm like your generic lesbian you're not gonna get I'm like the worst I have a rent poster up so yeah okay that. perfect yeah. <laughs> favorite LGBTQ artist artist um I do like LP she's she's great she's great artist is it artist like musician or artist like painter everyone always tends to end up going for musician but I do mean painter but if you can't think of anything then who, 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 who's your favorite uh, art, like artist? Uh, I like Luck. I like Luck a lot. Okay, cool. Um, and you can't think of a film. I'm the worst right now. I'll have to, I can't, I'm like the worst. Rent the film. <laughs> to rent, I, I like that. That's, that's so <laughs> No, that's so embarrassing. That's not my answer, but one day I'll message you and we'll have to slide it into the interview. <laughs> And finally, uh, what's coming up for you in 2021? 2021, well, I'm still like making music, but I'm heading down to Nashville, which I'm excited about to work with Bonnie Baker on a song. Um, I've been just writing a lot. So the big thing for 2021 is just to release the EP Handsome Woman and to write write as many songs and then start to work on the third EP. Um, I'm going to put a band together and we're going to be called Lauren Phillips and the Wild Roses. And it's going to be more of like a country vibe um, that will be different from the Lauren Phillips artist stuff. So stay tuned for development on that, but that will be, that will be something fun that I have going on. 
That's so cool. Um, and where can people find you if they want to check your work out? So anywhere, Spotify, Apple, um, YouTube, uh, Amazon Music. I'm an AWOL artist. So I think that like when you upload it, it just goes to to all of the all of the digital streaming services. So I think if you do type in my name, though, make sure to put music at the end of it. Um, there's a, an adult uh, film star that shares my name and she's very popular and so I always like to let everyone know that that it's not me but I appreciate that she's great at her job because people seem to like her a lot but make sure to do Lauren Phillips music um and then my Instagram handle is Beachwood Babe I used to live up in Beachwood Canyon in Hollywood and and in the 70s uh if you were a girl living up in Beechwood, they, everyone called each other Beechwood babe. So um, just a little bit of history. And so I snagged the handle. Well, thanks so much for talking to me, Lauren. It's been really wonderful. Enjoy. Yeah, thank you so much. This was really cool. And yeah, I'll have to think about that movie one of these days and I'll have to figure out. No, a non-rent <laughs> answer. Non-rent. <laughs> what a delight. And if you like that, you can hear more of Lauren's music on the new Queer We Go Spotify playlist, featuring musical highlights, episodes, and even your picks. That's right, it's collaborative. So go on, introduce me to your favourite LGBTQ plus artists. Who knows, I may even feature them on the show. (laughs) 